1: Yay Networks!
0: Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Dear Reality. You're effed with myself, Hannah Ferrier. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast last week with the gorgeous Nicole. Um, I have to tell you guys, she is the loveliest, most patient saint ever uh, because we basically, well, I, when I say we, I'm like me. I had a situation last week where um, I basically had my podcast in the morning and then a really important meeting um, with some execs of a network in the afternoon. And of course, at 8.30, I dropped Ava off at daycare at 7.30 in the morning. At 8.30 in the morning, I got a call going. She's had two explosive poos, we call them gastro in Australia, um, which started off, It was. it's legitimately started off a movement on my Instagram. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, go to my um, Instagram because I learned that in America um, – you guys don't call it gastro, you call it a stomach flu. So people were then going like, what is she talking about? Um, and I think it was the next day I took out um, little Ava's plaits and it turned into this massive like kind of explosion of hair because it had been in her hair. And then I put plaits on my Instagram and nobody knew what I was talking about again because Americans call them braids. Um, so I called my a friend of mine, I was like, can you please come over and shoot this for me? Because I think there is so many things, like I found it, especially when I was shooting Below Deck, there were so many things that I would say that people wouldn't understand and vice versa. Like if you watch Below Deck, I'm sure you will remember the Entree versus Main um, debacle that I had with Chef Ben, uh, which was actually hilarious because in – I when I watched the episode, I was like, you can see my face going like, oh my God, this is fucked. Oh my God. Oh my God. But in my defense, we were shooting in Europe. I'm a European chief stew. And in Europe, the entree is to start. Like it's literally in the word, entree, it's French, to enter. (laughs) So, But basically I kind of did a little, um, I've done a few reels this week about the differences in uh, Australia versus America and I've had such a great response. So I'm definitely going to continue that. I even just before I jumped on the podcast, one of my friends um in uh America messaged me uh because I'd ended the series with the difference between Valium and pen. naturally because you know why wouldn't you? Um and I said, oh I've always got to take the piss. And he was like what? I was like see even that <laughs> apparently in America, you don't say you take the piss. It's like, I don't know. I'm going to continue. Cause I think that there is so many, um, words and slang and things like that. I remember one time when we were filming, I think it was actually bless her cotton socks. I think it was June and I can never even say the word June now without June, June, Hannah, June, June, Hannah coming into my head. Um, but I think it was June and I think she was probably a little bit nervous because I asked her to go fill up the esky and the poor doll walked around the boat for about half an hour with a blank look on her face before she returned to me and went, what's an esky? And I think you guys call it a cooler box. Oh, how different we are. So we, um, I'm definitely going to keep that up. And I just want to do as well a little shout out to one of our guests, from a few weeks ago, uh, the gorgeous Jill Zarin. So, we actually stayed on the call after we'd finished, um, and because I'd mentioned to her that I bought a new house, and she sent me the most beautiful rugs. So one's in my office, one's going to go outside on my deck and one's upstairs. So I'm going to pop those on my social media as well, but she's got an amazing sale on at the moment. So go check it out at jillzarin.com. Her rugs are so well-priced and feeling them, like actually walking on them, I did not think that they were going to feel so lush under my feet. So this is not sponsored. (laughs) It's just a shout out. Um, But, yeah, she was an amazing guest and her rugs are amazing. So go check that out. So we got a great response from the voicemails. I had so much fun doing it. I still have a little PTSD from the thought of shagging a dude and then accidentally shagging his dad. Uh, But... In saying that, we are going to do it again this week because I had a lot of fun and you guys seem to listen to them and enjoy. So um, I am going to get the phone number, make sure that you guys call up, leave a voicemail. It does not have to be as scandalous as I shagged a dude and then shagged his dad. Um, Anything that's going on in your life, this is something that I get a lot of pleasure out of. I feel like I do it with my girlfriends all the time. So make sure you call 469-300-9820. Leave your voicemails for me. I will answer all your questions and everything and hopefully help you on the podcast. Uh, So we have a few to do today. So let's get into it. Voicemail number one.
1: Hi, my name is Jay and I'm a long time listener and I have a problem with my current living situation. So I've been living with my ex-girlfriend ever since we broke up for the past six months and we've been having a tough time kind of setting boundaries and like finding a way to transition into friendship or if that's even possible and kind of working together on this time when we are still living together. So I was wondering if you have any advice or uh, any tips that I could use to maybe make the living situation a bit easier. But thank you so much and uh, I'll be listening in soon. Bye. Okay,
0: Jay. So that is a really sticky situation. I My heart goes out to you firstly because it must be so difficult to break up but not have the time and space to actually heal yourself and properly move on. So, I take my hat off to you because the fact that you guys are still living together is an amazing feat. And it also says a lot about both of your characters. So, although it might, might be although it might be like a little bit difficult, um, the fact that you guys are are managing to do it without ripping each other's heads off is an amazing, amazing thing. So firstly, props to you. Give yourselves a pat on the back because I don't think that I would have the strength to do that. So, And secondly, Jay, I feel like you kind of answered your own question and I think it comes entirely down to setting boundaries. So I'm not sure if you guys are in a situation where you're dating other people Um and you have those boundaries set. But I would definitely say that while you're living together, especially for the first kind of year or, you know, year or so, I think it would be respectful and nice to not be pushing any kind of relationships or dating into each other's faces, because it's obviously a hard situation as it is. So bringing I guess a third party I don't know if you call it that um, bringing a third party around even kind of just talking about dating would make it really really uncomfortable and I think I personally would feel like the best thing that you could do it really depends as well if it depends how the relationship ended so say for example if you've kind of decided that you are better off as friends, And there's no kind of romance there anymore. I think that would probably be the easiest situation. Obviously, I don't think there's a situation where one of you guys has cheated because I don't think that you could continue living together. Um, But I feel like maybe trying to spend less time together would be beneficial. Um, Maybe even coming up with some sort of a schedule, So that you know when the other person, I don't know if you guys do this, but say, for example, if you're going out to the pub to go and have a drink with your mates, maybe letting her know that. So then she knows she's kind of got the place to herself for the night and vice versa. Um, And whether it's coming up with a bit of a schedule so that you guys have the place to yourself two to three nights a week um, so that you have a little bit of space to move on. Um, And Setting those boundaries, I think you know it's a really, really tough situation. And I don't know if it's the same in America, but we are having such a hard time here in Sydney with rental properties. There's like anything that's in any kind of desirable area, there is lines around the block uh, when you're when people are going to view it. So I completely understand why you're in the situation you're in, but. I think setting those healthy boundaries and making sure that you're not um, spending like as much time as you would together in a relationship, because I feel like it would be so easy to almost still be in a relationship minus the actual titles when you're living together. So making sure that there, even though you're living together, there is that clean break, there's that line in the sand, you're no longer in a relationship and personally, I would be trying to potentially start dating. Um, you don't need to rub it in each other's faces. You don't even need to talk about it or acknowledge it. But I think that that starting dating will help you move on from the situation despite the fact that you haven't physically moved on. Um, the only issue that I can see potentially arising from that is... Uh, If you do start dating someone and it does get serious, how they're going to feel about you living with an ex, because obviously it would mean not being able to spend time together at your place. And also, you know, there's going to be some people that are just not comfortable with you being in such close proximity to an ex. But hopefully that's tomorrow's problem. (laughs) I probably just made you more nervous about it. I'm sorry, Jay. (laughs) But definitely, yeah, I think setting boundaries, trying to move on even though you haven't done it in a physical sense um, and, yeah, get back on the horse and start start dating and seeing what's out there. And, yeah, potentially if that doesn't work, you might need to start looking for a new roommate or flatmate, whatever you guys call it over there. Um, so I hope that has helped, Jay. Okay, let's listen to the next one.
1: Hi, Anna. A friend of mine put me on your podcast recently. I'm calling in for some advice. My name is Jamar, by the way. So, recently I have a great history with a very old and good friend of mine, and as of late, I feel it's getting closer, as we should be. But I also don't want to move things too quickly from either me or her, or have us fall into bad habits that have put us in tricky positions in the past. So, can you offer a little bit of advice or a proper test to take the right angle?
0: Okay, so this is a really interesting one because I personally, when I was dating, um, especially in my 20s, I always used to think that kind of love or relationships came from that initial fire, that spark. Um I literally had this conversation with a girlfriend the other day. It's like she is an absolute disaster when it comes to dating. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, But she always goes for the toxic guys who are waving the red flags right in front of her face and she will be like she will literally snap her neck from looking side to side before she will see any red flags. So I kind of think that really genuine, beautiful, long-term relationships come from having the base of an amazing friendship. Because believe me, like once you are knee-deep in diapers or trying to work out how you're going to pay your mortgage because the interest rates have gone crazy, or deal with politics within your family and things like that, like That stability of friendship is what it's going to be. Like somebody who picks you up and slams you up against a wall, that ain't going to help you when you're, you know, have been up for six days straight because your little one's sick. So firstly, I think that what you're trying to do in terms of taking it slowly is a really, really good thing because there is – I used to kind of – I. I feel like I used to rush relationships a little bit, um, mainly because I was like, I know you're probably going to fuck up at some stage, so I'd prefer to just get, get to the end quicker, <laughs> as bad as that sounds. I actually never even celebrated a two-year anniversary before my husband. We were always done within a year to 18 months. Um and then I met Josh and we're celebrating five years this year. So I feel like taking it slow and working out kind of, I guess, how she feels as well. Like if, if there's feelings on both sides, taking it slow and um, working towards, you know, a potential common goal I think would be an amazing thing. Um, but if if it's a friendship That has never evolved romantically in the past. That's one thing. But if you guys have kind of had history romantically in the past, I think she's probably going to be kind of thinking or feeling the same thing. But I definitely think take it slow. Um, And maybe like I'm always a big fan as well of romance. Like, even though the core of your relationship is friendship, it's still really important to be romantic with each other and with her. So why don't – but there's ways to do romance I think as well that is not the cheesy like come in, rose petals on the ground, candles lit, like that kind of romance makes me gag a little bit. Um, I'm not that type. But there's romance that can definitely be a friendship – like basically what I'm saying is pack a picnic, go to a park, go to the beach, have like a glass of wine, make some like, buy some nice cheeses and things like that because that's definitely something that you can do as a friend. I do that with my girlfriends all the time. Well, I used to before um, the little two-foot thing came into my life and took away all my private time. Anyway, I digress. Um a picnic. See how that goes and see how she's feeling. Maybe have an honest chat with her as well. I don't think that there's anything wrong in in kind of voicing how you're feeling because the last thing you would want as well is to, I guess, have those feelings yourself and allow them to develop if she's not on the same page as you. So I think there that you definitely... Can take it slow as it seems that you want to, but make sure that you're taking it slow in the same direction, if that makes sense. I don't, I think that there's, and I feel like as well that you can gauge that, you know, you can kind of gauge whether it's going in a romantic way or not. And I think a really cute picnic at sunset in a cute park or on the beach somewhere would be a really good way of seeing kind of dipping your pinky toe in to see if there is something in the future for you guys. And if there is, please believe me as somebody who's been in a relationship for five years, that friendship that you guys have will be so, so important for the longevity of your relationship. So, and be nice to her. Not enough men are nice these days. Be nice.
1: (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, the next one we have. Let's have a look. Hey, Hannah. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I need some advice on getting back into
1: working out.
0: I used to be really good about working out every day and like getting up early in the morning wasn't a problem, but for some reason I've hit this rut and I can't get out of it. Do you have any advice on how I can find that motivation again? Thanks. Love your show. Bye. Oh, firstly, thank you for the lovely compliments. It is always nice to hear that you guys enjoy what I do, even when I'm just sitting in my little study with carpets stacked up behind me, just... Crapping on, but thank you. Um, And secondly, I know exactly how you feel uh, because I have the exact same thing. So I'm kind of one of those people I've never really been into the slow, like yoga or like going for a long walk. Like if I, I like taking walks, but not for exercise. Like I want to take my dog and listen to a podcast and just chill out. So when I work out, I want to work out like to the point where I feel like my body is completely drained. So funny story for you guys. So Ava was not like a... Planned pregnancy, I would say, you know. Obviously, we weren't being that careful um, because I got pregnant. But she wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, okay, this is when I ovulate. This is when we're gonna like get freaky between the sheets because we want to have a baby. It was very much, you know, holy shit, I'm pregnant. Um, but the funniest thing, so I don't think I've ever told this story, but basically I was sitting. With Josh one night and I am such a like I'm salty like savory so when I have um, cravings I want like french fries or a chicken burger or like chicken wings or lots of chicken basically but not a sweet person at all and I'll never forget we were watching Married at First Sight if you guys don't have that or you haven't seen it the Australian version is so fucking good It's complete trash television, but it's really good trash. Um, Like something else I know. (laughs) Um, So I was sitting there one night and I went on Uber Eats and I ordered a slice of chocolate mud cake. And as soon as I hit that order button, something went off in my brain and I was like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. Like you a 1,000% are pregnant. Why would you like you, you don't even eat dessert when you're at like really nice restaurants. Why are you ordering chocolate cake at 10 o'clock at night? So the next day, um, I messaged one of my best friends and I was like, can you just get to my house right now? So I went and bought three pregnancy tests and I, um, did the first one. It was negative. Did the second one. It was negative. Did the third one. It was negative. And I was actually so sad. So I hadn't told Josh at this point, I was like, kind of heartbroken, even though it wasn't a planned, it's not like I, you know, it was planned, but I was still really sad about it. So I started going like, okay, you've put on a little bit of weight, what's going on. So I started, um, training at a place called bikini bods, um, in Sydney. Now, this place was voted the number one most hardcore workout for women in Sydney. It is a um, combination of self-defense, um, Muay Thai, um, boxing, kicking. They make it so much fun though. So, you, you know, like basically the other day I was there and they put on Michael Jackson's Beat It Um, and you had to do like two uppercut punches and then a squat. And then every single time Michael Jackson said, beat it, you had to do like 10 left kicks and 10 right kicks, but you get to the end of the song and you're like, oh my God, that was crazy. But you're, it kind of distracts your mind to, um, to what you're doing and the fact that you're basically being tortured, um. So this place I love it um my trainer there Wendy is an absolute angel um and she's really really good at pushing you to the point of like she knows your limits so she'll push you to where she's pushing you but she won't push you beyond that which is amazing um so I started doing that again about 2 months ago and obviously it's very difficult because I work like with a lot of people in America so the t- kind of timings in the morning are hard because i got to get Ava to daycare, but then sometimes I have meetings or I'm recording this podcast. So the one thing that I have started doing is just showing up. So I, the advice I would give you is either find a buddy that you can train with or take a class or something where you have to be somewhere at a certain time. Now, what I do to myself when I'm exhausted or, you know, I've had three glasses of wine the night before or I just can't be fucked is I put my gym stuff on and I go there and I say, just show up. So no matter what happens after that, even if you do 10 minutes, and then you leave, even if you don't give it a hundred percent, even if you just show up and then decide you don't want to do it, just show up. And if you have a class and it's something that you enjoy doing, showing up, you're going to do it. And I've legitimately said this to myself a million times. I'm like, I'm just going to show up. And then if I'm too tired or I'm this or I'm that, then I'll just leave. And Every single time I finish the class, every single time I push myself, and every single time I walk out of that studio, so happy I showed up, so happy that I managed to get myself there. And you get that dopamine hit. You get those happy endorphins buzzing through you. And even if then I go sit on the beach for two hours, I feel like I just did a really hardcore workout and I've accomplished something. So I am happy with going and relaxing a little bit. So my best advice that I can give you is almost trick your brain. <laughs> trick your brain into the fact that if you show up, then you don't have to do anything else. And then once you're there and you start getting into it, you you'll finish. And we always feel so much better when our bodies are moving, when we have that endorphin hit. Um, I'm even like making myself want to go right now. There's a class in 15 minutes. So (laughs) show up, do the best you can, and also don't give yourself a hard time if, you know, if you show up and you don't give it 100% because you showed up. So that would a 1,000% be my advice for the working out. So um, I... I love this. I think that I want to do more of these podcasts. Can you please let me know if you guys are enjoying listening to it? Because I love to hear about what is going on in other people's lives and hopefully I'm helping you guys. So make sure you call 469-300-9820. And let me know what's going on in your life. It can be as scandalous as accidentally shagging your boyfriend's dad, or it can be as chilled out as how do I motivate myself to work out? But whatever it is, give me a call, leave me a voicemail and um, I will get to them because I'm really enjoying doing this. So thank you guys so, so much for tuning in and I hope you have a fabulous week. And until next time, sending you lots of love from Sydney. Bye guys.